What's good, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Metallica TIS podcast with your host, yours truly, Jai Shields. Got a good show for you today. Got a guest coming up. I'll give you, and we'll get to him in just a little bit. Talk to you everything that's going on in the world of sports. Christian McCaffrey has a contract extension. NFL draft is this upcoming Thursday as we'll try to keep you entertained as we enter what's been about a full month since we've been with this uh, coronavirus self-quarantine scenario. So, and our guest for today is making his first appearance on the Amatelica TIS podcast. That's a, he's my brother's best friend and a good friend of mine. Um, and a Cowboy fan, so you're going to have to pardon that. But our buddy, or my buddy, Jacob Bubblebassus, which is a Greek last name, but we just call him yes, around here for people that can't pronounce a Greek language. Jacob, how are you today? I'm All doing right? good, man. It's about time. Man. It's about time I'm on here, man. It's been a while. <laughs> it's been a while since I've talked to you first yeah, time. It's been like, I, don't, I, th- I still talk to you probably like, before the uh, corona and all that stuff. Yeah, I think you were. Yeah, it was the. Um, it was like Saturday, December 29th. Or something yeah, because like I came that. over to your house. I remember. Yeah, yeah with uh, Joe Burrow throwing uh, <laughs> eight touchdowns against. Yeah, that Oklahoma. game was crazy, bro. Oh, my gosh. But I was a believer you, in him, man. And then after that game. But how, how you been? Things good? Yeah, I mean, it is what it is with this corona and stuff, but. Yeah. Like. Give me, give me your thoughts on that and how it's like affected you personally. Just give me, give the audience the lowdown with with how you've been dealing with that. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. When this stuff first started happening, bro, I was one of, I was like one of those people who thought I couldn't touch us because you know we're America, and I didn't think it was gonna do what it's actually doing right now. And I, I still remember when uh we first got the new school was canceled. We were in, right. what's it called? We were scrimmaging uh Western Tech and. Which they broke into us like in the fifth inning, man. We just thought we would come back right, come back to school after two weeks, and then. Oh we, yes, boy, yeah, it, boy, were we wrong? <laughs> yeah, man. We right now we don't go back to May fifteenth, but I doubt that. At the earliest. Yeah, so it's just I've been trying to do as much as I can, stay active, but it's not much you can do in the yeah, house for thirty straight days. It sucks being trapped inside like this for over a month. I, I have not enjoyed it, to tell, you, to tell you the least. I mean, I've been sitting up here on this dopey podcast that 20 people listen to, trying to trying to keep them entertained for about an hour, to, for about 75 minutes a show every week. But, um, yeah, it's been rough, especially, you know, for me. Mm-hmm. I don't have to go back and rehash it, but I'm a senior and, you know, bye-bye uh, senior year in high school, the last, the last quarter of it, the last three months, because uh, this virus was like uh, no prom, no graduation. Uh, you're, not enjoy- you're not enjoying senior week. You are not it's a final exams. That's out the window. You're not doing anything. You know what you do? You, you do your schoolwork only on your iPad for the next for the next two three months, and then get and then get and then you have a diploma shipped in your mail saying congratulations you have graduated from Bishop Curley High School. So in twenty five years when they look back, you know, and my and my nieces and nephews or my kids or whatever the case, whatever the younger generation that will meet me or come in contact with me, they'll ask you, "Hey, Jai, did you ever graduate high school?" I said funny thing me and about a million other kids high school and college would be known as the class of 2020 the class that never 
Class of twenty twenty, the class that never graduated. Yeah, man. But uh, yeah, that's not a handle Okay, so before we get into the football, I haven't had you because it's your first time being on. I never did have you formally to express to the audience. Give me your thoughts on the Astros, or excuse me, the Slickstrom's <laughs> cheating scandal. That's the nickname I came up for. Him. Give me your thoughts on the slick on the Slickstrom's being caught cheating. With uh, this, uh, with the stealing sign scenario, give me your thoughts on that. Man, I used to love the Astros so much, bro. It was like something about their games was so fun to watch. Obviously, now, you know, buzzers, that's probably why, because they were just dominant. But it's crazy how, like, MLB, like, botched the whole situation, bro. That I'm low-key more mad about that than the actual cheating scandal. Because if you... Yeah, they, they... Major League Baseball did drop the ball. Yeah, I mean, it was right in their uh, plate, too, man. Like... Um, the more you read about it, the more you find out it was player-led. <laughs> Literally, none of the players got punished. And I get they had to have immunity to get the investigation, but, I mean, at least take away the rings, bro. That's all I'm saying. That's, like, the only yeah, reason why you do it is to win the championship. If you take that away, there's no incentive to really do it. Right. Now, if you were now, if you were commissioner, what would what, – what, excuse me. Jesus, I'm stuttering like a mm. – Pray for me, y'all out there listening. I, I got to work on this stuff. This is a real pain. It's annoying. But if you were commissioner of Major League Baseball, what would your punishment be given down to the uh, to the Houston Baseball Club? I would just take the trophy because if you already get players' immunity, that's all you can really do. Just the symbolism of uh, Houston after taking down their banner after it's only been up for like two years, handing back in the trophy and the rings, I think that's enough to discourage anybody else from doing it. Right, so you so you think just take away the just take away the champion? Yeah, because I mean it's it's hard. I feel like it would be it's hard to uh, punish the certain players because I'm not sure if every single player on that team was doing it. It may be fine the players, but I think the number one should definitely be the trophy taken away. Right, that that's un, that's understandable. Yeah. Um. So you don't think. So what do you think? Let me ask you this: What do you think about um, with Altuve saying, "Don't take off my shirt when you hit the walk off home run in the ALCS back in October"? I feel. What are your thoughts yeah. on that? I, I mean, I feel like that was definitely buzzers. Mm. You think? Yeah, buzzers? I mean, just because of what they just did two years ago, and I'm pretty sure they said they were doing it in a partial in a 2018 too. There's no way they weren't just using another form. Yeah, the idea the idea that you go from cheating in 17 and 18 and then all of a sudden you find religion or you get humbled or whatever the case might be and you decide to stop right. in 2019 when you when when you when cheating has done you some good in its past, there ain't no way that they said, Well, we didn't cheat 2019. Well, give me one reason give me one reason why I should believe you. You cheated in 2017, which helped you win win a championship. You cheated in 2018. So what? All of a sudden all the the, you all are not you all are not angels. You all are not perfect angels. You're not the you're not holier than thou Jesus Christ. You all are flawed human beings. Would you would all of a sudden you woke up one morning and and and, and you and you, and you uh, found religion and oh, we shouldn't cheat anymore when you when you found success out of cheating in the past and have made won championships and have won many of baseball games have gotten famous and seeked popularity and have gotten all this money hand over fist as a result of your cheating, please, I don't want to hear it. Give me a break. Really? Right, I feel bad for, like, I mean, I don't feel bad for him. But it's crazy how Tuve became, like, one of the most lovable players to just being hated. And it's going to be interesting to see how the Hall of Fame cases for some of these guys handle, too. 
Like, as it should. I mean, they cheated. Right. They flat out cheated. And again, I said this back in I said this back in February. I said it in January, and I'll say I said it in early March, and I'll say it again. No player hits a walk off home run to win their team the pennant to give them the title of American slash or American or National League champions that punches their ticket to the World Series. No one, not Travis Ishikawa. Not Bobby Thompson, not um, not Joe Carter, not Bill Mazarowski. I could go. I could even know those last two guys. I named they hit it in the World Series, but I don't care who you are. You don't hit a walk off from them to, to send your team to the World Series, and as you're crossing home plate, you tell you wave your fit, you wag your finger, and you tell your teammates, "Don't." And listen, I'm pretty good at lip reading. I know what he said. Yeah. Saying don't take off my jersey. Who does that? And then and then after you basically get trampled to death by your teammates, you know, in the celebration, you storm into the dugout and to to take off your jersey. To, and then you go and then you go go back out onto the field to get interviewed by Rosenthal. No, no, no normal baseball player, no normal human being does that. Uh, Travis Ishikawa didn't do it when he uh, when he sent the Giants to the World Series. Back in 2014, Bobby Thompson didn't didn't do it uh, back 70 plus years ago. Nobody, nobody does that. Uh, uh, Aaron, the manager for the Yankees, Aaron Boone, when he won the pennant for the Yankees back in 2003, he didn't do that either. But yet I got Jose Altuve. No, 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 no. Don't take off my jersey. But yet we didn't cheat. Off one of the best closers in baseball too, bro. That's Chapman. In the post. Come on, man. I mean. I just, I just, and his excuse too. What did he say? He had a tattoo or something. Oh, yeah. Well, no. Here, here. The first excuse he gave was they both were tired excuses, is insulting our intelligence, like like we're a bunch of moronic idiots that, that don't know apple sauce from apple butter. I mean, come on. His first excuse was, "Well, my wife doesn't like to see me. Oh yeah, right. Doesn't like to see me with my shirt off. Child, please give me a break." And then the second excuse was, well, I had an unfinished tattoo. Who in the world walks around with an unfinished tattoo? When you make money hand over fish, your name is Jose Altuve. You sit there as long as it's, you don't want to want to get the dopey, the dopey quote unquote tattoo. You sit your hot puss in the chair until it's finished. To a half finished tattoo. I mean, really? Who do you think we are? A bunch of idiots that don't know no better? Yeah, why do you get a half-finished hey, tattoo can, can, in, like, the me, middle of the season? It, does, it, it doesn't make sense. That, that's like, uh, Jacob, do you go to, when you go get your haircut, do you go to your barber and say, you know what, cut cut half of this. <laughs> right. You know, I cut half of this, I'll get out the chair, I'll pay you half of the, of the hair I cut, I'll go out and I'll go play a baseball game, you know, we win a baseball game, and then I'll come, you know, I'll come back the next day or the next week or in two weeks, and then I'll get the other half, uh, other half cut and shaped up. No one in America does that. If if there if there's any if there's any ladies listen to, listening to this show, ladies, when you go to the nail salon and you, and, you, and you get your and you get your mani pedi done, what do you do? You, you get your left you get uh your left foot and you get your left hand done, and then you know you go out and go live your regular everyday life, and you tell your and you tell your mani pedi person, hey, I'll, I'll check you back uh, next week or tomorrow for you to get the my right arm or excuse my right hand and my right uh foot done. No one in America does that. 
They don't do it with haircuts. You don't do it with many pennies. And a regular human being doesn't do it with tattoos. Especially because with a tattoo, you got to basically protect it and keep the skin moisturized. Right. So Why do you get it during the season? season? I still understand so, it. So your skin doesn't go peeling off. <laughs> it just doesn't make sense. Neither excuse made sense. Give, give me a break. Give me a break. But anyway, on to the football, which is which is, which is um the juicy stuff. Of course. For you and I to converse, bro. Okay, for the view. Okay, I know you for about what, a f- three, four years, something like yeah. that. Now, for the listeners out there that obviously don't know you, how did you, and why are you a Cowboys fan that's born and raised in the, you know, in the Baltimore, Maryland area? Explain to the audience how and why you are a Cowboy fan, quote unquote, America's team. <laughs> no, quote unquote, that, but uh. Mainly because when I was little, my dad tried to get me to be a Raiders fan because that's what uh, he grew up with. But And my dad's just a football fan in general, so he was always be watching the primetime slot when uh, the Raiders or the Ravens were playing. And uh, being America's team, we usually got primetime. Cowboys usually got primetime. So I guess it's just from... – when they, when they shouldn't be, but you may continue. <laughs> so it's it's mainly from just keep watching those games, and then eventually it just grew on me. Like I don't remember a time where I wasn't a Cowboys fan. Even when I wasn't even in the football like that, I still uh, had on their merch and the star. It's just something about the star, man. It's just it's, I can't describe. You know, the fan base got it. Oh my god! <laughs> this is why. This is why people like you and Skip Bayless. Hey man, skip my idol, bro. Don't do that. I mean, I, I mean, I like I like you all both for different reasons, but this is this is part of the reason why both you all disgust me as Cowboy fans because you are America's team with the star, and it's just something about the star and and the hole in the roof so Jesus can see his favorite team and the cheerleader. Uh, you, you cowboy fans in general just make me sick. Every single year, you all you all think you should go and should be the Super Bowl champions. Every single year, y'all think that you all y'all you all could basically be polar opposite people as far as personalities and likes and dislikes are concerned. But when it comes to the Cowboys, you all are a bunch of monolithic people. Y'all think and act and do the exact same thing, and it's and it's disgusting. And it makes people like me, Stephen A. Smith, and Shannon Sharp want to. Hey man, but like even every year, I feel like we do get low key get finessed, bro. It's either it was either get, like get finessed, bro, get finessed by who? But I mean, with the Rumble era, it's mainly Rumble getting hurt, he can't stay healthy. Oh, and then don't let me start on the catch. Rumble, Romo got got Romo getting hurt gave you all. Death yeah, yeah, yeah. it was a blessing in disguise, definitely. Because without that, did, we don't did, have that. Didn't you all go 14 and 2 that year and got like the number two seed in the NFC? Uh, that's for a year? Yeah. Yeah. And man, that was dueling with Aaron Rodgers, bro. I just, the man, defense man, just. Aaron, Rod- so. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers came up in there and absolutely put y'all to shame. Y- y'all all right, man. All right, I'll give him that. that. He legit won that one. But the one, uh, what year? What, was it 14 the year with the catch? Yeah. Yeah, it was now 14. that, that was Aaron Rodgers. He, and he know that. He better know that too. I mean, okay, okay. Well, let's make this clear. Okay, the idea that the Cowboys would have won that game is is stretching it because a there was a lot of time on the clock. B Rogers absolutely destroyed you guys on one leg. Dan Bailey couldn't make a field goal to save his life. Go watch the game. I mean, the idea that that cost you the game is is absolutely ridiculous. Okay, 
I, I about a year ago when Tony Romo had his football life done, I basically had had his wife in tears like it's Mississippi burning for crying out loud. Talking about it's correct. <laughs> because the rest screwed up with the Des Bryant play. Keep in mind, Mrs. Romo, and to all you Cowboy fans out there, weren't you guys the same ones that got an absolute break, the biggest break of all time with the uh, pass interference or the holding call against the Lions the previous week before? So, 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 so that, as Justin Timberlake would say, I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear that nonsense. You all got lucky the week before when you played the Lions. Aaron Rodgers destroyed your defense on one leg, and you and your kicker had the yips and couldn't make a big kick. I don't want to hear. It. I mean, I still play. We go on to win and that I, game though. They they call that a catch. All was, momentum shifts, man. Was, and there was so much time left on the clock. Aaron Rodgers just going to go down the field and throw a touchdown to Jordy Nelson, and y'all would have just lost in the final 30 seconds rather than having that catch. And yes, it was a catch, but let's not act like that 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 that, that no catch call that no catch play was the end of Bill and the Cowboys because that's because that's just completely uh, that's a complete fabrication. Well, let's call. We gotta remember 2014. Romo was a bad boy, man. That was. <laughs> Rumble, man, 2014, that was one of Rumble's best years. Rumble could have kept it with Rodgers in that game. If it, if it was to go on the OT, I feel like Rumble would have uh, just did what he just did with uh, Dez. Oh, I mean, stop it. Against Aaron Rodgers, who was, who was one of the best quarterbacks in the league in 2014, really. Hey, man, Rumble was up there too in 14. You, you sticking with that statement? I'm sticking with that statement. I'll, I'll take Romo in that oh, game. Gosh. If they were to play, that goes even if that. Yeah, if that goes to OT, I got Romo in that. Especially with that offense, we have we have Demarco Murray, where he was straight up burning the league. Prime Dez, prime uh, not. Aaron Rodgers threw thirty eight. Aaron Rodgers threw thirty eight touchdowns, five interceptions, threw for four thousand three hundred eighty one passing yards, and had a completion percentage of sixty five percent. Honestly, one of his best years in the league. And you gonna sit here and talk about Tony Romo? Tony, well, all right. Tony Romo threw for three thousand seven hundred. He had thirty four touchdowns, nine picks. Not as good as Rodgers in that year, but in the, given the exactly. game, exactly. In, in the so momentum, that would have just happened. No, 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 no. I'll take, no. I'll take so Romo that, in it. No, say that one more time. Say that one more time. You said, you said what? You said not as good as who? who wasn't as good as Rodgers in that in that exactly. year. But hold on. Hey, I was gonna think Romo wasn't the only guy on offense. Told on yourself. We still had, told on we had Mary still, you told on and we still had Dez, told on who, who was both better than uh, what the Rock, Packers had at that time. What the Packers yeah, had? Um, Lacey, 14? They they had, okay, Eddie Lacey, 2014. Yeah, I'll okay, take, take the Mark Murray, 14, put, over that. But you just said that he wasn't as good as Aaron Rodgers, which is all I need to know. I mean, I'm not, I'm not crazy That's now. All I need to, okay, 2014, Eddie Lacey rushed for over 1,000 yards and had nine touchdowns. All right. I mean, I don't think that's only where on uh, Murray's level. I'm pretty sure 14 was a year. Murray was just uh, wrecking the league. If I can pull it up real quick. Yeah. How good Murray almost ran for 2,000 yards that year, man. I was, mm. What's that? 1,813 touchdowns? Come on now. Quarterback play, you just admitted. Okay, so let's, but let's Rogers be honest. Rodgers is, is better top three talented quarterback of all time. Romo wasn't like that. Before team, Romo was. And with uh, Murray and Dez lined up with him, that's fine. 
right. we, we've debated enough about our season. Right. It's about five years old. Give me your thoughts on the 2019 Cowboys that did nothing but uh, but a choke, urinate, but choke and urinate all over themselves with Coach Clapp on yep. the side. Yep, we got that boy McCarthy now. But uh, if I look back at this season, it just it feels like it like I feel like we had it and we just every chance we got it, we just it slipped away. Like we started off good, I think we started off like three and zero, and then we dropped three straight. Just so inconsistent. But when I look back at it, we were. Within no. one score with a lot of good teams. And I felt like if we could have just got our stuff together for, like, three more games, we definitely would have made the playoffs and we could have done something. Because we had all the talent. And then Brent Maher missed every kick until we got uh, Kai Forbath. I think he went, like, 10 for 10 on the season. I felt like if we could have got our momentum together at the end of the season, win the division, we could have done something. We definitely you know, you know what the You know what the issue was? What? You know what the issue – you guys – Played nobody the first few weeks. Yeah, first three weeks you ain't playing. All you got the first three weeks, you guys played absolutely nobody. Okay, let let why did why this dopey thing? (laughs) My thing's glitching up. I want the 2019 Cowboys. My stupid notes is all miscombobulated. Oh, 2019 Cowboys, not the 2018 Cowboys. Okay, here we go. Okay, you all beat played the Giants. Big whoop, okay? They haven't done anything since they won the Super Bowl in 2011. Okay, you played the Redskins. They have been – Dan Snyder is one of the worst owners <laughs> in all the sports, and the team is a complete dumps and has been a complete dumpster fire since – the, since Sean Taylor unfortunately passed away, okay, the Miami Dolphins one of the worst teams in football. Okay, three and zero. Okay, so you and Skip Bayless and all the other Cowboy fans across America want me to do handstands and go all up in arms because Dak Prescott was an elite quarterback and and Amari uh, Cooper this and and feed Zeke that. And all this other goobers nonsense. When you guys played, you guys played the top two doormats in your division, and you played a Miami Dolphins team that weeks before the season started was openly saying, without having to say the exact words, "We are tanking" or "We are throwing 2019 season into the trash can" because they literally traded off every valuable piece and asset that they had on their team for draft picks. So I don't want to hear. What happened? You all went into New Orleans with with a Saints team that did not have the Hall of Fame Drew Brees on it. No, no, because he hurt his thumb in the Ram game uh, in week two. Who did you go up against? You went up against Teddy Bridgewater, Mr. 9-7 and seven, Teddy Bridgewater, and the New Orleans Saints in the Dome. You scored a touchdown, but you didn't. But you didn't win the game. Okay, you dropped the same one on prime time on on prime time Sunday night football. I might add. Okay, the next week you go play the Packers, who who at the, who not everybody at the time was you know they who many people had a quite a big question marks as far as the relationship between the floors, which I like to call them, the floors and Aaron Rodgers. Okay, what do you do? You laid an egg in that game, three and two. Okay, you play the Jets, the lowly, hapless, <laughs> I give you disgusting, that disgusting dumpster fire, waste of time, complete joke of a football team. New York Jets, 
that hadn't won a Super Bowl since the Baltimore Colts, since the Colts were in Baltimore and there was no AFC and NFC. Okay. They have haven't they hadn't won a Super Bowl since what? Nineteen sixty eight. Nineteen sixty-eight. And had been to an AFC championship game in ten years. And what do you do? A, a, a New York Jets team that finds new ways to lose. You all laid a laid an embarrassing, disgusting. If you're a Cowboy fan, you want to vomit every single time you see footage of that game. A complete waste of time ball game in which you all fell flat on your faces and lost to the hapless New York Jets to fall to three and three. I give you the Jets game, but. Packers, I give you those two. Packers came on the Jerry's road and they completely just lit us up. And we had a little comeback going, but too little, too late. Now New Orleans, if we take a, if we take away either Zeke's fumble or uh, Witten's fumble in that game, we easily take that game. We easily uh, four one at that point. And uh, then we, we might even carry on that momentum to uh, Aaron Rodgers because, like you said, the Packers aren't even like they had a decent record, but they didn't play nobody. Aaron, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers lit you guys up with 34 hey, points. Man, but lit, lit, lit my up. boy Dak lit, lit up that defense, though. It, it maybe came to when it was like third quarter, fourth quarter, too late. But he, mm. what do you have? He had a uh, – hold on. Uh, mm, 463? Well, oh, why, why are you looking it up? Let, let's continue. <laughs> okay, week seven. Oh, wow, you beat the Eagles thirty-seven. Hey man, Eagles made the play- That's a playoff hey, team, the, bro. This hey. wasn't. This wasn't. This hey, this wasn't the Eagle game that you all needed to show up yeah, for. Yeah. Okay, you have your bye week, week eight. You play the Cowboys on Monday Night Football. You beat them thirty-seven to eighteen again, or is, yeah, the Giants. <laughs> uh, big again. The Giants haven't done anything since they won the Super Bowl in two thousand eleven. Give me a break. Okay, you beat. Okay, you lost to the Vikings twenty-eight twenty-four because for some ungodly reason, Jason Garrett decides that he wants to make Dak Prescott out to be the hero rather than give mm. the guy that held out all through training camp and is and they, mm. they just gave him a big major contract extension to and their guy Heisman Trophy winner Ezekiel Elliott. They decide no, let's get away from Zeke and make Dak Prescott out the out to be the hero. When truth of the matter of it is, I don't care if you or any of you Cowboy fans like it or not. But fact of the matter of it is, Dak Prescott, even though he plays the most valuable position, he is not the most valuable player on that team. The most valuable and the best player on that team is Ezekiel Elliott. Hands down, no questions asked. And instead of giving the guy that they paid million that they that Jerry Jones signed off and paid a million dollars for and had all through training camp to get his money for. What happens? He has his money. Jason Garrett, the team should be, you know, it should be no problems with trying to make a trying to make a Super Bowl push. And Jason Garrett was like, nope, Zeke, not you. Dak win this game for us. And what happened? He he didn't deliver the goods. You know who did? Kirk Cousins, and that's a problem. <laughs> First time in a while Kirk's done that in Jerry's role. But like I feel like that was a recurrent theme all season. I don't know if it was a uh, Kellen Moore first time as an offensive coordinator. Just wanted to pass more since he was a former quarterback. But we it was either Zeke got most of the carries and Dak got little action, or Dak was throwing forty passes in the first half and Zeke didn't even touch the ball more than ten times in the first half. There was I felt like there was no balance and even though we had a number one ranked offense, I just think Kellen Moore gotta work on that next season. For sure. Okay. All right. Fast forward to the Patriots game. Man, we should have won that. I don't care. Nobody said. 
Okay. You are basically – your defense did a good job in giving Tom Brady and that offense fits all game long. Again, just like the Saints game, the game is there for you to be had, but instead of taking a risk and going for the touchdown – what does Coach Cook uh-huh. like to do, Mr. Conservative play? He kicks a field goal. So you know what? You guys lose the Patriots 13-19. Or excuse me, 13-9. And, uh, and, and the game was right there to be had. All you got to do is go for it, take a risk, take a chance deep in, that, deep in the Patriots, you know, in, uh, in deep in the red zone. And instead of kicking a field goal, you take a chance. One of the best backs in football is supposedly one of the most highest paid guys and you punch it in. Instead, what do you do? You kick a field goal. <laughs> and, and then what happens? And when then what happens on Thanksgiving Day, Josh Allen looks like mm, a nah, Kelly. Uh your, your your boy Cole Beasley comes up in there and gets at, and gets Thanksgiving and gets uh, gets revenge, best served, best served cold turkey, and comes up in there on Thanksgiving Day, lights you guys up like a Christmas tree at Rockefeller Center. Comes up in there and embarrasses y'all twenty six to fifteen. That gave me and Stephen A. Smith a very happy Thanksgiving. Seeing you guys once again on Thanksgiving Day, let a let a let a no name, nondescript football team that that all week all we heard was well, we don't know. America doesn't really know much about this Buffalo Bills team because they're never on prime because they're never on that prime time national televised stage. So what happens? They ride. You put them on Thanksgiving Day and they rise to the occasion. Yeah, thank- Josh Allen. Josh Allen looks like Jim Kelly. Cole Beasley looks like Andre Reid. And and what happens? You all lose your second loss in a row. Two losses in about a five day period. Both. Lost both games. You had absolutely no business uh, having lost those games, and you lose two two games in five days, and you lose and you lose to the Bills twenty six to fifteen. Yeah. Now, do you want to say something, or or do I, or should I? Well, let me let me there? let me respond real quick. I mean, I want to talk about the New England game because we definitely should have won that game. I remember watching that. Like you said, Jason Garrett had a. I don't know what he was saying here. We have we literally have Zeke in the backfield, and we're not being aggressive with the run. And uh, even then, Dak still then had a little comeback coming, and the uh, tripping call ruined that drive. So, I mean, um, I'm just saying, I, who's, if they don't call that, I trust Dak going down to that field as in position to win that game. But Thanksgiving, we just got clamped, I'm not going to lie. Josh Allen just came in. Cole Beasley got his revenge. It was just it, – man, it was just bad. The Bear game. Okay. You are a week after Thanksgiving. You all have to win this game to to keep your NFC playoff hopes alive. And a and a Chicago Bear team that is nowhere near as good as they were in 2018 that won the division. Okay, so this wasn't the 2018 Chicago Bears, and it's and it was far from the 1985 all-time great historical Chicago Bears team. Okay, this was not the 85 Bears. This wasn't the 2018 Bears, okay, this Bears team absolutely was flat as a pancake the entire season. Mitch Trubisky forgot how to play football. Matt Nagy regressed as a coach. What happened in a must-win game on Thursday night, a week after Thanksgiving, you guys lose 31-24. I mean, really? Really? It was just, like I said before, it was an up-and-down season. Because, I mean, the week after that, we played the best game that we played the whole season against a good Rams team. So, 
it was just inconsistency. But I'm that's all I'm saying. If we were consistent, we definitely make the playoffs, win the division with these, and we definitely make some noise. I'm not saying. I mean, I'll say it was a good chance. We made, we made it down a little to Miami, but definitely championship, uh, NFC championship game. If we were consistently no. good. Or consistently no. showed up. Let me say that. No. Yeah, yeah. Cause... No, 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 be- no. Because you all are, you all are not beating the Seahawks. Oh, oh, oh. You are not beating – you're not beating. You're not. You're not beating the Seahawks. After you see what Zach did when uh, uh, eighteen wildcard game when the Seahawks and the Jairs were over, bro. It was a, he would do the same okay. thing. Okay. He would do the same right. thing. Well, they match up again. All right. Well, here's here's what I suggest you do. I suggest you do two things. Okay. Once once we get, once you're done on here, I suggest you go to YouTube. Go to NFL, NFL Game Pass is free to the end of eight to the end of May. Go to NFL Game Pass. Go watch that. Go watch, Go to 2018 Wild Card Weekend and rewatch that game. You will see. Okay, you guys, and I'm not just saying it's just because I'm um, to be a contrarian. You guys did not win that game. Seattle lost. Oh, it. Come on, stop go, it, man. Go rewatch stop that it. game and go back in the archives to this show. I, I said it. I said. I screamed about that, and I screamed about Lamar Jackson falling on his face against the Chargers at home. I screamed about it. I screamed about it for about 45 minutes. The Seattle Seahawks, on many of occasions, ran the same plays ad infinitum that was so predictable that I'm I'm not even a Seahawks fan. And, and I was wanting to pull my hair out. I mean, it was... It was I, if I if I remember correctly, it was draw play out the shotgun. F- on first and second down, you'd either lose yardage or no gain, or at the most a gain of two. So to leave Seattle at a third and seven, third and eight, when everyone in America knows that they have to pass the ball, and what happens? The 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 Cowboys basically blitzkrieg Russell Wilson. It was the same narrative and the same dopey play calling scheme throughout the entire game. It was, it was, it was run the ball out the shotgun, get nothing, and then on a third and long, let Russ Wilson heave the ball downfield. Let Russ Wilson heave the ball downfield to um to um you know to uh, Doug Baldwin. I mean, it was the same thing over and over and over again. It was the same dopey play calling. Okay, the 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 um on that touchdown at that kid, the defense forgot how to tackle. Seattle lost nah, that game. Nah, you can't even say that. Okay? lost it after what after and, the first quarter. And, we're going yes, down. Oh, yes, oh yes, they did. Go rewatch. Jumping over defenders, taking tackles. He brought it all the way down game. to one man. Seattle, yeah. You know what? Nah, I mean, that's just quarterback toughness. Forgot how to play football. They they showed up. They showed up to Jerry World for a playoff game. The off the coordinator, uh, Daryl. I think they still had Daryl Buff at the time. The same idiot that decided it was a bright idea to throw the ball at the one yard line when you got Marshall Lynch in the backfield against Brady and Belichick in the Super Bowl. And I, uh, that's not here nor there. Okay, the coaching, Carroll 
where the offensive coordinator blew the game with the play calling and defense absolutely forgot how to tackle and just lost all basic fundamental uh, fundamentals of how to play uh, defense in in the sport of football. Okay, go rewatch the game and go listen and go listen to the podcast episode I did back early January of two thousand of two thousand and nineteen. You you get the Seahawks. Man. Come on, man! Yeah, yeah, give my boy Dak some credit. You guys did not because when it. it came fourth quarter, when he had to put that game away, he I'm showed up. Good. He didn't. I don't remember him making no mistakes in that game. He's a, he, showed he showed up. up he got that in his DNA, my guy. That toughness, bro. That that was that running ass in the fourth up. to bring it to the one yard line was probably he's one of the best plays of his career. He's. He showed up because Seattle gave it to him. That was one of the worst perform. That was one of the worst. Perf- that was one of the worst playoff performances the Seahawks have had in the Pete Carroll era. Absolutely, it was. It was. I was pulling my hair out, and I, and I got my brother sitting next to me that lives and dies by the Seahawks. I mean, he was upset, but as far as being vocal about it and being and like saying and like being abs- like angry at the game, it was me. Okay, I was more upset. I was more upset of of how they lost the game, and I'm not even a fan of the dopey team. He he's a, he's been a diehard since 2012. He was you know he was upset, but he I, he wasn't pulling his hair out. He wasn't screaming. He wasn't doing I just don't think you can stand the Cowboys' that. success, man, because you know the week after they that, lost the game. if we would if one more drive, we would have beat the Rams too, and we'd be going to the NFC Championship game against I forgot who it was that year. The Saints. Oh, it, he, nah, the Saints. I don't know about that. Which, which nice one would have lost? What we did to them earlier in the uh, yes. season. Oh, we don't, upset them, bro. Don't start. We had Drew Brees looking silly. Don't start. You all, you all would have not beat the Saints. Come on, man. You all would have not beaten the Saints. Now stop it. That that Saints team was one of the that Saints team was one of the best Saints team. That Saints team was one of the best. Is what is the best Saints team next to the two thousand nine. Super Bowl champion team. That team was unstoppable, and they should have been in the Super Bowl, and they should have <laughs> won it. Had not it had not been for Drew Brees allowing himself to get outplayed by Jared Gaff, and and Sean Payton being outcoached by Mister Mister uh, Flavor of the Month, Sean McVay. And if you take away those two things, and then of course the egregious non-call with the unnecessary roughness and the defensive pass interference rolled up in a one, the Saints should have been in the Super Bowl, and the Saints should have beaten it. Should have beaten the Patriots in Super Bowl Fifty Three. So don't don't even go there. Beat beating the Rams, I'll grant you. You all will have not. You all will have not of beaten. You all would have not of <laughs> beaten. You all. I can't get the. I can't even get my sentence together. You guys wouldn't have beat the Saints in the championship game in New Orleans with that building going absolutely. And now I'm uh, saying earlier off, that off Thursday the, night earlier place. that season, you when all Drew Brees came to Dallas and we had that offense on Clamps. Especially in that year, our you know, our defense in that playoff run in eighteen nineteen was unmatched, bro. That, unmatched. That Dallas, the in Dallas, you would have had a chance, but no one in America wants to play the Saints with that great with that running back, that wide receiver, Cam Jordan on the defensive front, and a Hall of Fame quarterback. And you, no one wants to play the Saints. And that hey man, I know one guy, Brian Dakota game. Prescott. And I know he would have took care of business. With if uh, if, he, if you gave him a chance, he would have definitely did that, man. I'm just saying, I, especially with Cooper. That 
That was the year with the trade with Cooper. And ever since we got Cooper, that dude's just been playing lights out. And he would have done that in uh, New Orleans. And he would have took that all the way to the Super Bowl and uh, beat that boy Brady. Get number six for Dallas, you feel me? You see, you see what I have to deal with? See, you see... Always, I mean, it's not even that far-fetched, though. That's why I don't understand how you don't uh, delusion- even wrap your head around it. Dealing with these delusional... I think people forget Cowboys how nice you were in that year. 2018. That was... <laughs> you got me off track. We were supposed to be talking about 2019. Okay. The Cowboys... Okay, you beat the Rams, which had a lost season, 41-21. It doesn't matter, Okay. What mattered was that you all in a week 16 yeah, game yeah. in Philadelphia the Sunday before Christmas to win the NFC East and to send you guys to the playoffs with the home playoff game. What happened? Did not show up. Your yeah. offense did not show up. Zeke had 47 yards rushing. Dak threw for 265 and no touchdowns. Carson went through for 319 and a touchdown. Michael Gallup, 98 yards, nothing to show for it. And Dallas got it. When the Eagles were literally at their worst with their receiving core, had nobody. Jeffrey gone, Algillard gone, Ertz. I mean, they were on their they were on thin ice as far as the receiving core was concerned. They had, they had to go back and reach to the pre- to guys on the practice squad. And they still came up there and beat y'all seventeen to nine to win a division and to give them a playoff game and to eliminate the Cowboys and ending. Yeah, the that, was, that was probably the, that's the first big game Carson was ever won. Nah, I clap for him, but and and it and it was and it was. I said, I you woman, I'll play the calls I made into Adam Shine and Mad Dog Russo that Friday. I told them both. I said, the Cowboys have the better team, which they did. They had a better running back. They had a better running back, and they and they just had they have a lot more on. They have a lot better on field talent than that 2019 Eagles team. Top to bottom, quarterback. And you can debate with the quarterback, but everything else, everything else, the Cowboys. And the Cowboys outdid the Eagles in. If you as as far as tail of the tape on on field roster top to bottom, Cowboys. The one thing though, the one thing, and I said it then to those two on on national radio. I said it on this show, and I'll say it again. When it came to, when it came down to this game, there was one element that the, that I did not trust the Cowboys. That I did not trust the Cowboys in, and there was the one element and the one thing that the Eagles had that the Cowboys didn't. Mm-hmm. And that was a head coach that had asked that knew how to manage the clock and knew how to make the right play calls and the right coaching decisions late in the game to bring his team home. Cause I the game the, the final score was seventeen to nine. It wasn't a it wasn't a blowout like it was back in back in uh uh it wasn't a blowout like it was back in week seven. Okay, it it was tit for tat the entire game. Okay, and when it came to a coach that had the ability to make the, to manage the clock properly and to bring his team home, 
I had full confidence that it was going to be uh, Doug Peterson and not Jason Garrett. And lo and yeah, behold, really on that it. Sunday, it was. Because, because, because it's all, all you need to know. Okay, Doug Peterson outcoached Belichick to win a Super Bowl. Okay, they, when when you put when you hold Doug Peterson's foot to the feet to the fire, and when and when it's time for him and his team to, co- to for him to coach to bring his team home in a must win game like it was Week 16 of the 2019 season at home against the Dallas Cowboys Sunday before Christmas, with the with a playoff spot in the division and the divisional championship on the line. I knew he was going to bring his team home. If he if he can outcoach Bill Belichick in the Super Bowl with a backup quarterback, he can out he can outcoach Jason Garrett in a Week 16 regular yeah. season game. And I know he can. I, I had I had all the confidence in him. I wasn't even worried. And that was the sole reason why I picked the Eagles to win that game. They they had the better coach. They had the better coach. Zeke is nice. Zeke is nice. Yes, Dak has Dak. Dak's good. Yeah, I agree with you that. I grant you that. Top to bottom, I, I said it said it then, I said it now, and I'll say it again. Top to bottom, the Cowboys had a better roster as far as talent is concerned. But when it comes to winning games that decide that decide guys' jobs and decide playoff positioning and decide playoff spots and to win a divisional and to win your division, all the confidence in the world that Doug Peterson was going to bring us to. Yeah, home. I mean, I can't you know really say nothing about that. Because, I mean, the only thing I could probably add is the defense, but, I mean, they still held him to under 20. But it, Doug Peterson is a great coach. And that's probably the only credit I'll ever give the Eagles because after seeing what he did in, uh, with Nick Foles' Super Bowl against Brady and Belichick, he will forever have my respect for that. But, I mean, we just didn't show up. Because if I remember right, their, uh, their defense was nowhere near as good as it was in the past years during that game. Like you said, the receiving core was weak. I mean, it was all lined up for us to win, and we just couldn't do it. Yeah, like Zeke didn't show up. Beck had – I mean, he did all right, but he could have done way better. He missed the – I remember he missed one throw that probably would have won us again. But, then, like I said, that was – Carson wants his first big win. It was bound to happen, you know, get it out now. Because now that we got a real head coach, that boy McCarthy, uh, Hey, I don't see the no one else in our division being us in a long time. Yep. Can you hear me okay, yeah, by the way? All right, cool. Um, because I hit Siri back. I wasn't <laughs> sure if, if if it timed out, I got nervous. Um, all right. So we put the 2019 Cowboys to bed like the Eagles did. Wow. Um Let's wait, wait next season, man. Now, 14 and yeah, 2. How we got plenty of time to discuss that and hope and pray that we'll have a regular NFL season. No, yeah, doping Corona right here. But anyway, let's talk some NFL offseason stuff. Tom Brady is now a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. Give me your thoughts on this. I mean, I, I would rather see him in the, go to LA with the Chargers, but I, I mean, I guess it's still a good move. I get why he made it. Tampa, it's a beautiful place for the family. I mean, they still got Mike Evans, a good one. I just didn't think they were getting rid of Winston because I thought I still think Winston. You, 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 honest to God, you thought that the that the Buccaneers weren't going to cut ties with Winston after he threw thirty interceptions in a season. Are, I feel like they would have one more shot. That? I I would have gave him one more shot next season. 
But I'm also surprised Ooh. Brady chose Tampa just because the division. Because you don't have to go up against Breeze two times a year. The Vikings, who were even with now, Diggs is still a very good team. And the Falcons and the Panthers, that's just a that's just a tough t- schedule all around. And especially in the back end of career. Because if Brady knows if he does bad in Tampa, all the Brady haters are going to use this every single time there's a debate. So, I don't know. I mean, it'll be interesting. Let me say that. It'll be interesting. I would have chose the Chargers, but it is what it is. You why why the Chargers? I just feel like, well, at the time before they read of Melvin Gordon, they had Melvin Gordon, they had uh, Keenan Allen. I mean, I just feel like that's a better team for Brady to work with than Tampa. Who, uh, I mean, the run game it's all right, which is weird because usually in the past couple of years, the Patriots run game has been great. So unless Brady's trying to fling it fifty times like Winston, I think he should have went to LA. And no fan base. Yeah, that's you. That's you. I mean, Chargers don't really have no a fan, fan base. Though. No, no, no fan, no fan, no fan base. Hey, they got a fan so base what? now, though. Matt, Matt, they they can't they can't sell out a thirty thousand seat soccer stadium, and all of a sudden, did, did you hear last week's episode? I had Mike and yeah. County on. He told me that that the out that. The Chargers are at the bottom of the total pole as far as Southern California fandom is concerned. They, they are a blip on the L.A. sports radar. USC football comes first. The Obviously, the Lakers and the Dodgers come first. The, uh, the L.A. Kings, for crying out loud, come the, the, Clippers. the Clippers come before the L.A. Chargers. Okay, and then and the and the Rams and UCLA come before the the Chargers are at the chart. He said it. He said the Chargers are right down there with the Anaheim Ducks. No one in Southern California, L.A., Orange County, Anaheim, with no one in that area gives two thoughts about the L.A. Chargers. So the idea that the Braves going to flock to Los Angeles, go to the other side of the country, and go to a team that Honestly, he hasn't had a big time quarterback on. I mean, they just cut Rivers. I mean, the the owner is a, the owner is a complete tool. They their fan base is in San Diego, and they have no fan base in Los Angeles. What so they and and for them to share and to be a tenant to Stan Kroenke and the Raiders. I I don't know how you, how you could have seen seen. The, I just seen, felt like uh, that would have been perfect, Brady, bro. Seen the charges. I just. I felt like because they're getting a new stadium either this year or next year, right? Twenty twenty will be their first right, year new stadium. stadium. New uh, Rivers is gone. Rivers has been probably the only quarter. Well, besides Rodgers, a lot of people say if you would have put Rivers and uh, Brady, Rivers did the same success. I don't believe that, but it would have been a proven point to that. Well, and I just felt like he could have. He definitely would have been the guy in the Chargers. Not that he's not the guy in Tampa, uh-huh. but I felt like he could have really lifted that fan base all the way from the bottom. And it's LA. That's the main reason, if I'm being honest. Brady, Brady, Brady is not about lifting anything. Man, you see Brady on Instagram he, with the TV 12? <laughs> he's trying to build the, Brady, uh, his Brady, own, uh business, man. Brady's not about uplifting anything except himself. Okay, Tom Brady could give two craps. 
Two Brady, Tom Brady could give two craps about the LA market. And another thing, what he's going to do? Play second fiddle to LeBron, to LeBron James and Los hey, Angeles. Two he's goats not, in LA. I mean, that sounds nice too. I didn't even think about that. <sighs> he two goats. <laughs> I'm, I we got we we can debate LeBron James being the goat later. Um. Uh, so switching. Get, matter of fact, you know what? You know what we'll do. We'll take a break. Come right back. Talk some more NFL offseason stuff with we'll Jacob right after this. Welcome back to Metallic TIS podcast. Back with our boy Jacob Bull here, breaking down everything in the world of mm-hmm. sports that's transpired um, within the last whatever it might be. When we uh, left off, we were talking about Brady going to Tampa, and now that we've wrapped that up with uh, trying and any super trying to tell us that LeBron James is a goat, we'll save that for another okay. time. We, we we got we got we got plenty of time to uh, for me to tell him why he's wrong on that, but um, but anyway, let's switch gears. Okay, that DeAndre Hop this DeAndre Hopkins trade, Bill O'Brien essentially selling uh, as the as the old James Brown uh, song goes, sold me out. Change sold him he sold him uh for a bag of Cool Ranch Doritos. Brian did. I mean, how in the world do you trade Deshaun Watson's top tier number one weapon, top five best receiver in all of football, DeAndre Hopkins, for for a second round pick that he ended up trading <laughs> to get Brandon Cooks? Doesn't make any sense. Like, I, I don't even. I still don't understand why you trade Hop. It's not you. Literally just made the playoffs. Hop is literally a top three wide receiver. That's undisputed. And to trade him like this, and to trade him for getting nothing in return. Like, <laughs> I mean, he eventually got Brandon Cooks, but Brandon Cooks is no D Hop, not even in the same tier as D Hop. It's it, it's it's a bad job. I mean, how 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 in God's name do you trade DeAndre? I I I, I still can't believe. <laughs> It's been, it's been. I still can't believe how. Why is Bill O'Brien still allowed to be the quote-unquote GM of the Houston? Why Texans? is he the GM? I don't understand that. Like, I mean, they fired. They fired a GM before the season started, and they they just never bothered right, to get an actual one in there. And look what he's doing. He's, he's ruining the team. Is what he's doing. Um, give me okay. Uh, uh, Stephon Diggs is now with Buffalo Bill. Give me your thoughts on Stephon Diggs being moving from Minnesota to Buffalo. How you think he'll fit in that offense? I, and uh, and how do you think it will make the Bills a better uh, a better team going? Yeah, forward? I love that trade from the Bills because Josh Allen. I remember he's starting to grow on me after the Thanksgiving game and what he did to my Cowboys and seeing him in the playoffs. I, I given him yeah Beasley, but I think. Beasley works better as a number two slot receiver guy, not a guy like Stephon Diggs, number one option. Go get it. So I think it's just, especially with uh, Brady gone too and the Patriots weekend, I think this is perfect for Buffalo right, right now. Yep. This is really their window before Belichick 
finds the next Brady, the next replacement. And they yeah. win, finally win the division. <laughs> it makes a yeah, noise so, in the so, playoffs. Yeah, for sure. For sure, for sure, for sure. Uh, Todd Gurley, who was essential, who's essentially been shot as a right. running back since, uh, since actually, probably, probably go back to the divisional playoff game when they played you guys back in 2018 with arthritis in his knees and everything else. Give me your thoughts on um, on Todd Gurley being a uh, Atlanta Falcon. I mean, I felt like the Fal- um, in the Rams still should have traded him because I feel like just he still has a little value, but just to get rid of him and owing him money, get nothing out of him, which is it's a pretty disappointment. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I love him on the Falcons because I, I feel like they mm-hmm. they still got uh, Devontae Freeman, right? Uh, I looked that up, but they might. I think so. Yeah. So I mean, I don't. It's I can see it, but I don't love it. I don't really see it too big of a fit. Now, I mean, I don't see the Falcons doing that much anyway, especially now that Brady's in the division. Uh, I don't think he is. Oh, he's not? Yeah, they they, they released oh, him. Oh, dang. Yeah, that's... Probably yeah, mighty they released, yeah, yeah, they re- <laughs> yeah, they Yeah, they released him in order to make space. Oh, for yeah, him. that makes yeah, sense. But I'm, not, I'm still not really in love with it. Like you said, this isn't the girl we knew that was dominated in the league. He's injured, and I, get, I mean, I guess it's a decent replacement for Freeman, but I still don't see it helping the Falcons enough to make the playoffs. Right. Our b- Nicky Foles. Yes, good sir. Old, good old St. Nick Foles is a bear. How do you think I mean, that will how – do, how do you think that quarterback carousel will shake up between Foles and Trubisky in Chicago? I mean, Foles will probably start to start the season, but Foles, even when he was Jacksonville, he didn't really do that much. I mean, Foles has always been the guy – even when uh when once first got hurt, he didn't do too much in regular season. But when the chips were on the table, he definitely showed up. But I don't think Foles is gonna. I don't think neither of those guys are gonna even get them in a position to have a playoff run and even make the playoffs. So I didn't understand the trade too much because Foles has a big contract that's not really uh, represents what he's worth. Team friendly. Yeah. It's not team yeah. friendly. Is what it, it's not team. Friendly. Yeah. So I don't understand why you would. Get Foles. When you, I mean, I would hope that they still have a little hope with Trubisky. I don't, but you drafted a first pick with him. If if you if you have if you still have hope at, <laughs> in Mitch Trubisky at this point, you you should you honestly need your. Head I would have tried because this guy, this guy, that guy was nothing more than a flash in a pan. That's all he is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just don't understand making the trade for Foles. If I would I would either try to get someone like Bridgewater. And if quarterback like that, a free agency, or even I mean, I get they didn't know Cam would be a free agent. The Panthers said they would keep him, but I just don't understand why you would trade for Foles right now. Because it's not even like if you give a put a quarterback in that team, that team's automatically gonna be top tier again. Yeah, because because Matt Nagy still has his moments where he doesn't know what he's doing, but um. That's not, that's neither here nor there. Nick Philip Rivers, who had honestly one of the worst mm. seasons of his career with the uh, with the L.A. Chargers in 2019, is now a Indianapolis Colt. Give me your thoughts on that. I don't understand this either. Did Kobe Brissett did a decent job replacing uh, Andrew Luck. No, yeah, he didn't. don't do that. Brissett was doing a no, good didn't. job. No, he didn't. wasn't nowhere no, near didn't. Andrew Luck. No, he didn't. 
But he definitely did a better job than uh Rivers did last season. Rivers Rivers had like a Winston season. He threw a lot of touchdowns, a lot of picks. So I don't understand why you would bring him in this season. Because I feel like the Colts low key are a team. They would Andrew Luck was back, they'd definitely be a top uh, playoff contender in that division. Well, they would have. They would have, unless you know they can thank Andrew Luck for dropping the bomb. (laughs) Yeah, I mean they still got you know Hilton two two weeks two weeks before the season. Now I get and I get it, and I you know to a degree I applaud him for for basically knowing when it's time to hang it up. But gee whiz, I mean to go through training camp and essentially be two weeks out. Of uh, from starting the season, and you drop the bomb, and you're on the franchise like that. I mean, I mean, I I understand where he's coming from, and I respect it. And there's nothing I don't have an issue with Andrew Luck retiring. I just haven't, and in case I didn't make this clear back then, but I had an issue with Andrew Luck retiring two weeks before the season yeah. started. Do do it at the beginning. Do it so the team has ample time to, you know, get ready. You do it, and the season, and two weeks out, you're about to start a new season. I mean, I mean, that's like going through. You know, that's like that's like being recruited by a top college, or being or being on like or being like on a Division One college team, and you go through OTAs off. OTAs, off-season workouts, training camp, and two weeks from your first game, you come out and you say, you know what? I've been banged around in my football career. You know, I, I want to, you know, I worry about my health. I want to be around, you know, well into the end of my life and into my future. I want to have a future. I don't want to, you know, God forbid, have a, have a CT or anything else like that. You know what? I've I've given it all I've had with football, but it's time for me to move on. Yes, that's the equivalent of a college kid doing that. I mean, I mean, it's I mean, especially I with know, a team but, that was like a legit contender. I mean, people were really considering the Colts yeah. being a top tier team in the AFC with uh, Andrew Luck, yeah, and then they were. as soon as he left, that team did not perform as good as they should have. And they got Philip Rivers. Which, in yeah, there. I don't God think that's gonna be any better. How, 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 I don't think. Yeah, I, you know, honestly, don't think they'll be much better either. I think Philip Rivers is shot. He needs to retire. Make make more children. He's got ten of them already. And with with retirement, you'll have twenty by the time you're fifty. So uh, keep keep it going, Philip. Keep it going. Um. So all right. So I get a couple of contract things uh, going here. Christian McCaffrey got extended. Um. With the uh, with the um with the uh, Carolina Panthers. He of course is he's their all purpose guy. He catches the football, runs to the he he's he's their offense. Yes. Give me your thoughts on him getting the big No, nah, he he definitely deserved it. I mean he's there in the rushing game, the passing game. He's all phases. He's a good guy. And then especially now that you're not gonna keep Cam, you gotta keep some sort of guy in life in the offense. Because I feel like that I feel that like the Panthers, if they handle their uh office front office right, they can definitely be back on top. Fighting five ish, four, even three ish years, just because you got McCaffrey on the offense. Yep. Um. So. D- okay. So Dak still has not his contract. He has a contract dispute. He still has not gotten his extension yet. Yeah. Clowney and Cam Newton remain unsigned. Give me your thoughts on those three. Dak. <laughs> 
Man, we are doing back so dirty. It's ridiculous. This contract should have been done. After, I want to say after 18, we definitely should have locked him up. Because, and the fact that we literally paid everybody else from pretty much Dak's team and not Dak is ridiculous. Because Dak, besides last week with the uh, party, he's never really had trouble with the law. He's played every game. When Jerry wanted him to kneel for the national anthem, he did, even though it was very controversial. He did. He supported his owner. I mean, he leaded everything right. And he's won just as much playoff games as uh, Rumble did and Rumble's whole time with the Cowboys. So I just don't understand why. And you, they've talked about building a Dak friendly offense, but won't commit to Dak long term. It's really, it's, I mean, God forbid he leaves because I don't know what I'm going to do if he leaves, but he should have been had his contract done. I mean, you bring up good points. I mean, he, I mean, he, he kneeled down literally to not literally, but he, you know, he, he kissed Jerry Jones' yeah. rear end. He did everything get Jerry stuff. He's he's loyal to Mister Jones. to signs his paychecks. You know, he's he's been he's been nothing but a yes man since he's been in there. And you know, he's not he's no Roger Staubach and he's no Troy Aikman, but. He, he's, he's a good quarterback, and I've said this all the time. Dak's issue is he plays the most he plays the most valuable position in the sport, which a football team needs to have a solid quarterback in order to win football games. But Dak's issue is he's not the best player on his team. Now, and and I, and, I, and this is a good segue into the Amari Cooper thing. I understand why the Cowboys gave Amari Cooper the extension because, like I just said, in order for Dak yeah. to be good, he needs the talent around him to help. He's not a guy that can basically work with nothing and set the world on fire. He, he's he's not he's not that good of a quarterback. He, not not yet. And honest to God, honestly, I don't think he ever will be. But so I understand giving Amari Cooper the extension. But giving him what was it, yeah, hundred million. million dollars or something like that? Why he? Oh, he's not. He's not Drew Pearson. He's not. Um, he's not Michael Irvin. He's he's okay. He's he's okay. All right. He's he's had his flash in the pan moments. But giving Amari Cooper a hundred million dollars and you don't have your quarterback locked up, I, I don't like that at all whatsoever. I don't like it. I do not like it. I understand. I understand keeping the security blanket around him and making sure that he has weapons with Zeke and Cooper. But still, he's not a hundred million dollar wide receiver. He he's he. I gotta be honest. He's just not. He isn't. He isn't. Well, I like the contract if Dak was signed because you Cooper is really only brought to the team for Dak, and they worked so they mesh so well together that. This, I don't really see why you would give Cooper all that money if you're not planning to keep Dak. But secondly, let's put some respect to my boy Coop's name. Because ever since he got the Dallas put on that starting summit, he's played like a top 10. I might even say top five wide receiver in the league, man. He made the mm-mm, biggest mm-mm. impact. But we got him, bro. He's, he's not top five, nowhere near it. He's not, he's not, is he, let me ask you, he's not as good as DeAndre Hopkins. He's nowhere near as good as Michael yeah, Thomas. Yeah, I'm a bit. He's not up there with um he's not as good as a healthy AJ Green. Mm, I don't know. That that's that's that boy, I mean now. AJ nice, and but he might not be 
Amari Amari Cooper is nowhere near as good as a healthy AJ Green. Not on, even. Man. I don't know that boy Coop. Ever since Coop has been not, in Dallas, not even he's in nothing but produce. Not not even close. Especially with Galaxy not, running up next to him now. Woo, not 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 even close. Not even close. Well, your boy AJ has been out I mean, in a minute. He's, not, he's yeah. Well, that was. I understand that, but when he is healthy, he's nowhere near as. Come on now, he's not good. He's not as good as DeAndre Hopkins. He's not. I'm, he's not as good as you know. You want me to read you this? Michael Thomas. He isn't. Hopkins. He isn't. God. Chris Godwin. Whoa! He is not. All right, you lost me there, big guy. Chris Godwin. What do you mean? When he, Chris Godwin is better than Mari Cooper. Chris, Chris Godwin had 1,333 receiving yards and nine touchdown passes and averaged about 95 yards receiving. And the offense that literally just threw up the ball every time. (laughs) Cooper was the number one threat on number one offense on a top five passing offense with other. uh, Let me not say that, but in a year where uh, we went eight and eight. Imagine if we would have actually won the big games, bro. People will be talking about Coop being a top five receiver. I guarantee you. He's that. he's not top. I guarantee no, you that. Not not a chance. Not a. T- they'd be waxing poetic about Dak and Zeke. Amari, no. That not again. Not not. As, he's not as good as Mike Evans. He's not as good as uh, Hopkins. He's not as good as uh, Thomas. That's three. Let me give you a, a two few more, more. Two more better than. Uh, He's not. He's not as good as as uh, Larry Fitzgerald. Oh, Fitzgerald he, right now. He 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 get he gets he gets overlooked. He gets I'm overlooked. sorry, you can't. I, okay. I feel like that pass. Larry Coop is better than Fitzgerald right now. Yes. Okay, you don't want Fitzgerald. Okay, fine. He's he's not better than Tyree Kill. Okay, but that's does that open my number five? You just what? read off four names, right? Evans, Thomas. Oh, all right, finish. keep going. Keep going. And he's not. He's he's not bet. He's not better than. He's not better than Thomas. He's not better than uh, Hopkins. He's not better than. Um, who was the other guy that I said? Uh, yeah. Mike Evans. He he's he's not he's not top five. He's he, not. He just if doesn't. he has a star in the helmet, he's top five because back to back thousand that, yard seasons. That's that's the problem. I mean, he Kaepernick didn't do that much in Oakland besides his rookie you, year. What you, you all think? Y'all think that just because he's got a star on his helmet? Ooh, look at me! I got a star by him. I'm Dallas Cowboy. You know, I'm all that in the bag of chips. Nonsense. He's and he, he's not. He's not better than uh. He he's not. He's not better than Keenan Allen. Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! I'll take Cooper Keenan Allen. I take. Yeah, I take Cooper Keenan Allen. I guarantee you that. My man Coop come up when he needed. When we got Coop, he straight just changed the whole team from a lost season to a season that gave us a playoff win. First playoff win since 14 with Bremo. He deserved every bit of that 100 mil. But I don't, but if we don't keep Dak, I don't like the deal though, because I feel like him and Dak is like the duo, and it doesn't make sense. You would pay him that much if you're not planning to keep his quarterback. Julio, Hopkins, Thomas, uh, Godwin. I, nah, you can't. Don't not pick that one up. 
Do not pick Godwin. He's, he's not. Godwin is not better he's, than. He's not. He's he's not. He's not better than Jarvis Landry. What? He, what? He just isn't. He stop isn't. It. Can you, Land, bro? Can you Jarvis stop, bro? Landry, Come on now. Jarvis Landry. Jarvis Landry is. L- listen to this, okay? He he caught more passes than Amari Cooper did for one thing, and yeah, Amari beats him in in receiving yards, but. He is a he's a better he's he's a he's a he's a better he's a better who if you take who Jarvis Landry was better than Odell he's Odell Beckham Jr. missed the one handed catch and everything else he was he was better well, yeah I'll give you that Odell didn't do that no, much Amari Cooper Amari Cooper is not top five top ten I'll give you but not nah, top, I, top five because I would not put going over him I would not put Landry over him I would not put Fitz over him just for well, I got, I got. He, he was, he was better than Fitz. I got that one wrong. He was better than Fitz. No, you do not, do not tell me this boy Landry was better than Cooper. Landry was a, I mean, he had a, he had a good year, but he hasn't been like that since Miami. For being honest, clowning, clowning, and Cam still on. I, I don't see Cam being a starting quarterback just because of when he hit free agency. Because when he hit free agency. Most other teams already found their guy, and I don't think they're gonna spend the money on Cam right now. And it's crazy because the Panthers really did him dirty because they said they were going to keep him, and then they end up cutting him. So I don't think he. If he does get signed, I don't know if he's starting this season. If there is a season, of course. But and then what? Clowny. What about Clowney? I, I don't understand why he's still on sign. I feel like he still got enough enough in the tank. I think he will definitely be picked up before the start of the season. By who? Man, I, mean, I wouldn't mind taking him, but I, I don't think Dallas. I don't think we want him. He he's injury prone, yeah. which is why he's unsigned. He's barely on the field for the Seahawks. Um, man, actually, that's a good question. I would think maybe I want look. I want to mind him in Buffalo. Look, he those mafia. I think are like that. If yeah, he stays if on the field, that's the only thing. That's the only thing. NFL draft, right quick. Who you you know you know the Bengals. Hey, if they don't take Burrow, Burrow. Right? <laughs> if they don't take Burrow, bro, <laughs> I'm a clown. You so hard. <laughs> and they better take Burrow. But they better take with that hesitation. They, they better take Burrow too. They, they not waste it. They not, they shouldn't even right. waste time. They already know. Keeping us on the, as soon as the Cincinnati is now on the clock. Pick in the Cincinnati Bengals. Goodell from his basement. The Cincinnati Bengals select Joseph Burrow, quarterback, LSU. Don't eat. Don't even waste time. Don't even get me anxious. Don't even get me uh, nerve. Don't eat, don't don't play with me, Cincinnati. I'm warning you. He's right there. We we won two games. <laughs> two games. Man. Worst team in the NFL. Come on, this guy could be our Le- LeBron. This guy could be our LeBron James. He's there for the taking. Get him, please. I beg of you. I beg. I beg of man, you. Watch it, watch it, bro. I just. I mean, it's the Bengals, man. They've been uh, they know how to do this the past couple of years. Shift, shift the narrative the other way, Cincinnati. Please, 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 please. 
What do you think? What do you think? Uh, what do you think two is going to end up? I mean, I want probably Miami. I don't understand what uh why people think he's going to the Lions. Cause Stafford, he still got I don't know three good more good years in him. And unless you want him to, yeah, they're, uh, they're not. They're not giving away Stafford. They're not. They're not. Man, I mean, no. I think Miami's probably where he's gonna go. And also, I don't know if the Lions want to waste a top three pick on a guy who might not even be on the field with a injury pass. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't like the idea of picking him either with the, with the, with a bad yeah. hip and him not. Having played an actual football game that matters since his since his hip injury with uh, with Alabama back in well, I think that was November. I think yeah. that in November or des- early December. And he hasn't I, played I since. I don't trust him playing on it. Back. He now I don't I don't care about drills. I don't care none of that dope. I, I pro days. I'm not interested. He has not been on an on. He has not been in an on field setting and environment. Since college, yeah. and way way back the end of November, I I I can't I don't I don't trust yeah. him. I, I I just don't. Now he he might he might end up being a Hall of Famer, but that's the gamble that you have to take with with his injury history. Yeah, I'm not saying I'm not saying he's a scrub. He he isn't. But again, I'd be very hesitant to pick a guy that has that's coming off of a surgically repaired hip. Yeah, I definitely think Miami would take that risk. Be quite honest with you. That's because I feel like Miami don't really well, have that much to lose. I mean, I like a well, they, because because they don't because they have Fitzpatrick right. sitting there, and, and that franchise hasn't been relevant since since Marino. Right, right. So I, I, honestly, you put it right there where the ghosts can get it. Miami has nothing. Right, to so lose. There's no reason not to take to a take the gamble. Right. Thanks for joining me, pal. I'll be back on a Cowboys start eight and zero. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> don't. Yeah. Well, not not that far along. You won't. You'll be back. On oh yeah, right. You got nothing to talk about these next little months. Yeah, yeah. So, say stand by and stand close because I'm gonna I'm gonna need you here. This uh, yes, next whatever it might be. Yeah, appreciate it. All right, we'll be back with the Amatelic TIS podcast right after this. In another lifetime, one of toil and blood. When blackness was a virtue, the road was full of mud. I came in from the wilderness, a creature void of form. Come in, she said, I'll give you shelter from the storm. And if I pass this way again, you can rest assured. I'll always do my best for her, on that I give my word. In a world of steel at death and men who are fighting to be warm. Come in, she said, I'll give ya shelter from the storm. Not a word was spoke between us, there was little risk involved. Everything up to that point had been left unresolved. Try imagining a place where it's always safe and warm. Come in, she said, I'll give you shelter from the storm. Welcome back to Metallica TIS podcast. Shout out and thanks to Jacob for uh, joining me this time around. First time uh, on the show. 
think he did a good job outside of uh, his uh, his uh, asinine take about LeBron James being the greatest of all time. And of course, you got to ignore the the cowboy in him. But um, he and I'm joking. He did a he did a good job. But um, so shout out and thanks to Jacob for joining us. I need all the guests and all the spots um I can get with no sports you know, to talk about, and I can't break down episodes of Chicago PD, The Office, Victorious, or even The Cosby Show. I can't break those down and keep you all entertained for about an hour to 75 minutes every week. So uh, I got to come up with, I got to find guests and find intriguing things to talk about and do a little work. But uh, hey, I guess that's uh, it's par for the course in this in this uh, racket. Um, quick couple of things want to get on the board before we say goodbye. Um, first of all, Rod Carew was on that nineteen seventy nine Angels team that lost to the Orioles in the seventy nine ALCS. Mike and Orange County, we had him on last week. Said it was said he wasn't. I pulled up the roster to fact check and make sure, and lo and behold, he was on there. But I didn't say anything, so I take the hit and I take the fall for that. I should have spoken up and uh, and uh, said something and. Uh, and uh, held them accountable with that uh, with that air. But um, so that's item number one. Item number two is uh, if you haven't been paying attention, Doctor Fauci um, came out and said earlier this week that um, that sports could be played if uh, you know if you if you keep the teams if you keep this respect if they play in one general central location. And you keep the teams and, uh, you know, you keep the teams and personnel and stuff of that nature. You basically give them a hotel all to themselves. And I believe he also said you test them, I think, either every week or every day, one of the two. So you basically have round-the-clock monitoring of whether or not they get infected by the virus. So uh, take that for what it's worth and... Uh, you know, it's it stinks not having sports. I mean, it it. I mean, we've been about a month and a couple, a month and a coming on a month and a week, uh, with no sports. It's it's definitely uh taking its toll, uh, on me and pretty sure a lot of you all. You know, with no March Madness opening day pushback, this would have been the first Saturday and the first day, first weekend of uh, the 2020 NBA playoffs. Granted, the first round is typically a bore fest anyway, but I guarantee you we'd, take, uh, we'd sign up for uh, for uh, Magic and uh, Bucks or, you know, or, um, or uh, Lakers, and, uh, Lakers and Pelicans best of seven first round right about now. Um, it stinks with no sports and... Uh, it's time, I hate to say this and be such a doomsdayer and a pessimist, but it's only going to get worse from here out. I mean, if you think it's bad, think it's been bad now, just wait till the weather get. just wait till the weather gets warm. And, uh, the, you know, the temperatures start to break and tree and the, everything has blossomed and bloomed and has grown and it'll be bright sunshine, sunny skies, 85 degrees and you'll basically be stuck right where we are right now in the middle of April dealing with 50-degree weather and naked trees all over the place. And it, it'll only get worse. It'll only get worse. You, well, you hope and pray that by some stroke of God, some miracle, that that, that miraculously this all goes away so we can have, a, uh, have ourselves somewhat of a decent summer. 
and uh, you know this sucks. You know, schools, you know, uh, states all over the country are calling off the school year. People, of course, seniors in high school don't graduate. They don't have a prom. They don't have a senior week. It sucks. It sucks. It's 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 terrible. And you know, and the thing that makes it worse is that it all could have been avoided. But uh, if I go into that, I'll be keeping you here for the next forty-five minutes, and I honestly don't want to rehash what's already been done. And I try not to cry over spilled milk. But um, anyway, it is what it is. Um, Sue, thanks to Jacob for joining me did well in his first ever appearance on the show if you like the show you're new to the show be sure to subscribe follow me on twitter at the j shield follow the show on twitter at amatel underscore it ti is stay safe stay sanitary and make the best out of a bad situation be back to talk to you all next week you've been listening to the amatel the tis podcast see you